Welcome to The Specialist. I'm Rob Barnard and in this podcast series, we'll be talking to mortgage industry thought leaders who aren't afraid to address pressing issues happening in the here and now. Over the course of this series, we will explore real world affairs that are in need of their bold new ideas and expertise. Ideas that cut through the financial jargon and offer real world specialist solutions for everyday people in the mortgage industry. That's specialist ideas from specialist experts for you to tune into at home or on the go. Please note that the content of this episode was recorded before the Chancellor's fiscal statement to Parliament on the 23rd of September and the subsequent market reaction. Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm your host, Rob Barnard, and in this episode we'll be talking with Sarah Tucker, founder and managing director of The Mortgage Mum. Mum of two, Sarah founded The Mortgage Mum in 2019 during her stint on The Voice UK. She wanted to use her platform to make change in the financial services industry by giving women the opportunity to train and qualify as mortgage brokers, but then also to provide them with space to work flexibly around their families. So, so important. I'm really looking forward to getting under the skin of Sarah's thoughts as to the long-term health and well-being implications for brokers if lenders continue to pull products at short notice and how lenders and brokers can communicate better with each other. And we'll also touch on Sarah's top tips for balancing work and life and just getting it right. Sarah, it's so lovely to have you on air with us today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So come on, (laughs) how did you end up in the mortgage world? Was it always the plan? Was it from like Sunday school? I want to be a mortgage broker. (laughs) No, I think mortgages finds you. I don't think you find a career in mortgages. It tends to pull us in um, when we least expect it. And then it's quite a charming industry. I think once you are in, um, it kind of captures you. And I think that's what happened with me. I was job hopping quite a bit um, in my early 20s, just trying to find something I could stick with. And I got a job um, as a mortgage administrator, working for Rob Jupp at the time. And I just fell in love with the industry. It was the first job that actually captured my attention. Um, It obviously helped that I wanted a property a few years later. Um, But of course, that was just before the credit crunch. So um, it was a short lived entry into the industry. And I exited um, after three years and went into the city and felt like I needed to tick that box. But it pulled me back in 10 years later. And yeah, haven't looked back since brilliant but you're right it's the sort of thing isn't it once you're in it's brilliant yeah. um and I think it's fantastic what you're doing about the creating awareness for ladies etc to come into the industry because because honestly I've stood on so many platforms over the years stood presenting looking out at a sea of grey-haired old men like me and I think it's fantastic to see younger people because I often talk to, to my daughter about a, a career in mortgages because I've made a fantastic career out of it I love yeah. it so I think what you're doing and championing is absolutely fantastic so well oh, done and long may it continue so, thank so you. I did I did some research Sarah so I thought I, I googled you which is oh. always a thing oh <laughs> and, and and I can't let an opportunity go that I'm on a on a podcast with a television star Oh, well, I'll take that. <laughs> My 15 take, minutes of fame. For anybody that doesn't know, and I hope, Sarah, you don't mind me, me saying, no. and correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2019, yes. you were on the great Saturday night television programme, The Voice. I was. Best thing ever. Wow. So how did you get into that? Well, I think um, I've always, since I was 17, I found out I could sing um, from school. So years and years of auditions, I did get in front of Simon Cowell. I did get the validation I needed. Didn't get aired on TV. Gave it up. Anyone that's been in entertainment knows it's 
it's a really tough world to be in. You get rejected so many times and I had one rejection too many and that was what led me to do mortgages actually. And I sat at my desk and thought, I'm a mum now, um, what am I going to do? Because I have so much energy that I can't put into this singing anymore, I need to put it somewhere else. And genuinely become a mortgage broker is what popped in my head. And so I googled how do I become a mortgage broker and set my sights on that to just distract me, got my C map, set up a sideline sort of business under a one man band. And it's just led me down different paths. And, and then weirdly, the singing came back years later with the opportunity to go on The Voice, which... Fantastic. Yeah. And I think I'm right in saying that, that your, your audition, your blind audition was In My Blood, Sean Mendes track, listen at me, Sean Mendes, <laughs> Down With The Kids. Yeah. Um, everybody turned round. They did, which and is I think, what I was trying to manifest. Wow, everybody turned round. Lovely to see both your kids there with your, with your partner. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think, I'm right in saying, you got through two rounds, we're eliminating on the third round. But, but I think, yeah. again, if my research is correct, I think the three songs that you sang on the show sum you up. It's in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. You performed and succeeded against all odds. Yes. <laughs> and you were on the edge of glory. I know. I was on the edge of glory, yes. And it was it was a tough exit, I have to say. But I think so much that you learnt for all those knockbacks must have set you up so, so well to succeed yes. as the mortgage mum. So I think it's a great handle, the mortgage mum. Tell, tell me about you. it and wh where it came about. Yeah, so I, um, when I became a mortgage broker, I, you know, I did quickly notice there was not a lot of women in the industry. Um, and I was doing it as a side hustle, so it, was, it didn't bother me, but I just really noticed and thought, oh, there's not many, there's not many ladies out here doing this. Um, and I also noticed there wasn't many people on social media doing it. And I was big on social media in, in my life at the time. I did a lot of live videos um, in self-development groups, and I was thinking there's probably an angle here where I could probably go live once a week and, and say to people, ask me anything about mortgages and I'll tell you whatever you want to know. It's like free mortgage advice. And they were of huge value to people. So I started doing the school run and people were like, ah, oh, I watch you every Wednesday doing your mortgages. You're like, you're like the mortgage mum. I know it's obviously on the school run. I'm like, yeah, no, I suppose I am. And they're like, oh, I love it. Keep doing it. It's really, really interesting. So more women were coming to me then. And I thought, oh, it's kind of like I'm empowering them to do what their husbands would normally take care of. Um, and a lot of them said, I never understood this stuff before, but actually you make it seem really simple. And now obviously it's its own entity it's you know I'm not the mortgage mum the mortgage mum is its own thing now but you're also now empowering other mortgage mums aren't you it's it's developed yeah. and gone from strength to strength it is and I think that's because women empowered me um at a time when I really needed it so I didn't I would never have gone on the voice if I didn't have a group of women who I'd I just stumbled upon this group that was all about the law of attraction and developing yourself and I'd gone for a really hard time after having my son I was had such a devoted mum and I had postnatal depression and I just could not understand why I got postnatal depression because I was such a happy person before that and I thought I was really lost and I think when you're really lost you you go looking for solutions where you wouldn't normally because you're just desperate to find joy somewhere and so I went to this online group of women and signed up and it was like 300 pounds and I thought oh, I'm gonna do it it's it will be worth it if it makes me feel better and it promised me that I would start to thrive in life it's called thrive and it was amazing because it was this group of women and we were all obviously lost somehow and 
we just cheered each other on. We confessed, you know, he had different things we had to talk about live each week. So I got over my fear of being live on camera. And um, we talked about our like goals and things that we really liked deep down. And singing was still there for me. And I said, oh, I'd really like to go on a TV show. And then these girls were just cheering me on. So um, I knew what that felt like. And that made me go on to do incredible things with the voice and set the mortgage mum up with the power of these people cheering me on. So I knew the power of it. Even if you're in a really dark place, it can totally push you into the light. Um, and I just know there's more women out there like like me now and like who I was then. Um, and I figured... Yeah, wouldn't it be wonderful if I can be that light for other people? It's absolutely brilliant. And and again, thanks for sharing those difficult stories with us as well. No, um, welcome. But I tell you what, it's not all sweetness and light in the mortgage industry at the minute, isn't it? No, it's, it's not. It's a tough, tough place to work. Um, and, and I think one topic I'd like to sort of touch on with you is the regular and the speed of product replacements. And yes. it's not good news, is it? You're not really seeing product reductions now. We're in a fast and regular steep curve raising right environment. It must be yes. a nightmare to deal with. I still think this is the repercussions of COVID. It's people coming off of COVID cheap rates and um, going into higher, higher rates very, very quickly. And it is really tough. You know, we promote balance, we promote flexible working. That is tough when lenders are giving hours worth of notice. And I think the biggest thing that I have critiqued the lending market um, around this is just communication because up until recently as brokers we didn't really understand why it was happening from their point of view and especially in in the mortgage one we're very we we have a lot of empathy for any situation we are women so we are built to understand all sides of a, all sides of a situation and once we understood the pressures they were under we were able to then communicate that much better with our clients and actually hold them through the space without just bashing the lenders because it's not their fault they're going through stuff too. Um, but it was that initial communication that that proved to be just impossible to manage because no one was giving us the full story. And I think we all are educated enough to understand all the way around. Um, so once I had that conversation with one particular lender and they gave me what I needed, that was a huge turning point for the team. It's it's a scary environment, isn't it? And I think just listening to you, and I'm sure the listeners will, will agree, you're such a easy person to talk to. And, and I'm sure that is why you're very successful in your business. But oh, I, I, bet, you. I, I bet you what, what is a challenge for you sometimes, because I, I speak to mortgage broker friends of mine who say, it sounds as though we've been a hard sell to the customer, that we've, yeah. we've given them a quote, we've given them a dip, they've mm -hmm. gone away to look at properties and you're ringing them only hours later to say, if you need that deal, you've got to get it in by five o'clock tonight. Yes. And, it, and it must be a very difficult thing to, to try and explain to the customer that it's not a hard sell, it, it's for their benefit. Yeah, it is hard. And I think, you know, I read something the other day that if you use social media and people feel like they know you before they've rung you, they're 55% invested in you already. So we use the social media to really say to people the wider message is rates are going up, they're going up really quickly. If you've got a mortgage, get on the phone to your broker now and be prepared to act quick. We need your paperwork in fast. Um, so I do think our clients believed us, but like you say, it's hard to frame it and not come across just naggy. It, you know, need your paperwork, got four hours left. And also very, very tricky when, for me, managing the well-being of the team, 
I, I had to say to them at some point because it kept happening. It was, you know, this isn't just one off. It was weeks and weeks of it. So um, I said, if you've given your client fair notice and you're preparing them and you're and you're also reminding them, if they then give it to you at the last hour and that doesn't work for you, like you've given boundaries and they've not met them, you need to protect your own energy as well because they're not your only client and you are your biggest priority. Um, so we had to start setting those boundaries because some clients just weren't listening and were obviously giving things at, at 10 to 12 and then... And that's just not really fair, um, really. So there was a little bit of that what we had to, we had to, obviously, I, I had to give them permission to put themselves first Quite in right some too. instances, as long as they were being fair. And I think people overlook the fact that it won't over only be more expensive as a product. Affordability will be hit. So effectively, where you've got somebody that's put an offer in on a house, starting to get the dip, affordability might fail on the new product. Yeah. It, and and that, all- that's scary, I think. Definitely. And then of you've got this real thing as well where it's quick, quick, slow. So we're like, hurry, 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 give us everything. Just to let you know, the service levels are about three weeks before we're going to give you any more information on all of that rushing. And no one likes that pace. And I think that's been a, a huge hurdle as well is managing the service levels of the lenders yep. with the client's expectations. And we're the middle people. Um, and sometimes that doesn't that's not a great position to be in when you don't agree with what's happening with the lender but you have to have their back I think you've read my notes because service is my next bullet point oh Um, sorry (laughs) went ahead (laughs) it's brilliant I I, I think don't don't get me wrong different lenders have different funding mechanisms which means they have to move quicker than others I think what what I really don't like to see and and there's been talk of it maybe some retrospective product pulls where the products have even gone before you're you're told about them Mm -hmm. um or, or even when it's literally an hour or two hours to get that deal in at pepper it isn't a pepper push but at pepper we're always trying to give 48 hours notice for a dip to be done and then at oh, least three of, and then at least three or four days to convert that to an application. So we get the yeah. pressures that you guys are under, um, and, and we'll continue to do that. I can't give you a guarantee, but we'll continue to do it for as long as we can. Yeah. Um, and that that I think is really important. It is. I think we have noticed a huge difference in the high street to the specialist space now, with that, with the service levels, with the commitment to timing. Um, as brokers, we have we have noticed that. So it's going to be interesting if that doesn't change how how sort of bigger how much bigger the specialist market could end up being oh, I think that could be a whole different podcast I, I I genuinely think that the mortgage market next year might be relatively flat or slow or sluggish um, I think the specialist space for all the wrong reasons sadly might grow because yeah. you've got people that are working so hard to pay their mortgage but mm. having little blips because the credit card's fallen behind or the utilities fallen behind yeah um, and, and I think sadly the specialist place is a good to place to be and I think yeah. it's great to see brokers embracing it and I think if, if brokers just realise that dealing with a specialist lender today is as simple and as cost effective as dealing with a high street then, then I think we're in a good place yeah exactly service service to me is key you hear some yes. horror stories in that respect uh, honest question does it affect where you place business? Don't get me wrong. I know you have to sort of demonstrate affordability. You have to demonstrate the right deal for the customer. But how does it affect maybe where you might place a piece of business? It affects it so much. Um, we we will look at the table. So we look at who's the cheapest. We will tell the client who's the cheapest. But if they are rubbish on service, we will also tell them that. And we will position them with the top three options and say, I'll be honest with you, if it was me, 
I would not use that lender for X, Y, Z reasons, which we've experienced in the team. And it's not just what one broker experiences. For us, we share information all day long. So if someone has a bad experience, we all know about it and we're all taking that into account. Um, and that's why we, we're able to give the service we give because we have those numbers to be able to really give a good description of each lender at any one time. Um, so yes, it makes a huge difference. And for clients too, I've had so many clients where we've said, look, this is not the cheapest deal, but they are exceptionally good at the moment on underwriting and service because you want your offer quickly. What would your option be? And even if there's, if you know, a significant difference in money, they are opting for the better service. So just just let's talk about well-being and all the good work that you're doing there. Can you share some of Sarah's top tips on making sure that, that you're in a good place while you're still transacting mortgage business? Yeah, I think for brokers, it's important to have boundaries. That's the biggest thing we talk to the team about. You've got to, you've got to look after yourself. Only you know how you're feeling at any one time. Only you know what pressure you're under or even how that's affecting you because everyone's affected differently. Um so do make sure you have a safe place to go to to talk because you're going to need to during this time. That's probably the biggest part of my job at the moment, actually, is having conversations with people when they're getting to their brick wall and going, I can't, I can't, I actually can't do this anymore. I think you've got to find yourself a safe place, even if it's not in the company you work for. Find yourself another broker. We're all in this industry. It's such an inclusive industry. Um, I can say any one of the mortgage mom teams would absolutely like help any broker out because we we love we love to speak to other brokers and have boundaries. You know you can only do so much. Um, don't over don't over promise and under commit. I think it's really important to know yourself well enough, know your capacity well enough, not to just become a yes person. It's better to do a brilliant job with less clients than it is to take on too much because. The job of a broker is hard right now. You're all sorts of things to all sorts of people. Therapist, handholder, news <laughs> translator, admin, compliance officer. You're all sorts of things. Um, and it's okay. I think it's okay for you to be struggling right now because it's not normal. But that being said, I don't think it's going to change overnight. So you've got to learn to to ride it in a healthy way that's not going to burn you out because that's not going to help anybody. No, and, and I think as a lender, we don't, anyway under under sort of um exaggerate the amount of of respect we give to you as mortgage brokers we are intermediary only you, you you're our lifeblood and at the yeah. end of the day if we turn a mortgage down or if we put a rate up it's you that probably gets it in the neck rather than us as the lender yeah it is but do you know it's still an amazing privilege like being a broker i really do feel that because once upon a time they thought that we'd be evaporated with robots and like all of this digital like no, and people have never needed a broker more totally and you've agree. never had more of an impact on people's lives than you do right now they they so value you so it, as much as it's hard with anything it's balance it's totally. there's more joy in the role than there ever has been and there's probably more tests so you have you ride the rough with the smooth sarah it's been brilliant talking to you. I've found Thank out you. so much about The Mortgage Mum, but it would be wrong of me not to give you an opportunity. Where can people find out more, apart from Googling Sarah Tucker The Voice 2019, <laughs> which I encourage people to do, where can people find out about The Mortgage Mum and all the great work you do? Um, we all have social media platforms. We have our website that links us all together, which is themortgagemum.co.uk, and you can find everybody on the team. But everyone has their socials, even if you just looked up the hashtag, The Mortgage Mum. Um, and for brokers listening genuinely, um, we are a community 
ourselves, but we are very inclusive of anybody in the industry. We're very invested, um, men and women. So, yeah, do reach out because we're we're good at listening if anybody ever needs it. Sarah, an absolute pleasure and a joy Thank for you, you to join me this afternoon. Um, thanks for thanks for taking your time out here, Dane. We'll catch up soon. Thank you so much for having me again. Of course, a big thank you also goes out to our listeners. This has been The Specialist, episode three of our series brought to you by Pepper Money. If you love the content today, then let us know. And on social, using our hashtag, hashtag Pepper Specialist Podcast, and hit follow to get notified when our next episode releases. Mm-hmm.